Hey everyone, this is Mrs. Pinion. Welcome back to another episode of Voice of the Vikings. Today we're doing something different. Did you know that the library had a media helpers class? We sure do. And the students this year are finding it pretty challenging, honestly, to be helping out with the library when we are never together or in the library. But one of the ways our fabulous media helper Paige Moore has stepped up is to record an interview with a fellow student for Voice of the Vikings. So I hope you stay stay tuned for the latter half in the latter half of this podcast and hear her interview. But first, let's see what Miss Densler has to say. Hello, Viking community. This is Mrs. Pinion, and we are back with a new episode of Voice of the Vikings. We are traveling to a different department today, and we are so excited to welcome the amazing Gwen Stensler, World Languages Spanish teacher. Woo! We are so happy for you to join us on Voice of the Vikings. How are you doing? Thanks. I'm doing really well. I hope you are today. I am. I am. So tell me this. What is the one thing you miss most? about being able to see your kids every day in person? What is the one thing you miss most? I miss seeing their faces. I miss talking to them. I mean, that's, that's a tough thing for a teacher, you know, when you're, oh, I almost get emotional, you know, doing this. Um, not being able to have that contact with them every day. Yeah, that's what people don't understand that that is what we're wired to do. We are wired to engage right. with kids. I told somebody like, I'm much better in engaging with kids than adults. And it's like the problem I think with now is I'm probably spending a lot more time with adults than children. And that's probably not a very good thing for, for me. But so tell me a little bit about what we're going to, when we did the Voice of the Vikings podcast, we talk a little bit about you and your journey and how you became a teacher and then how you got to Northwest. So tell me, where did you grow up? Where would you call home? I grew up in San Diego, California. Wow. That yeah, must have been quite, essence, right? <laughs> quite a childhood. So tell me what is like, like a couple of really strong memories you have from growing up in that, in, in, in San Diego. Um, I went sailing with my dad all the time. We sailed Hobie cats in mission Bay and he taught me how to, how to sail. We raced. Um, that's one of my best memories ever growing up in San Diego is being able to go to the beach. Obviously you see my background. Yes. The beach, yes. And, and sailing. Uh, that was the best thing ever. And we would go down to Baja, California. We'd go to Arizona, um, just, you know, throughout California and just, we would sail. And perfect weather all the time. It was great. Yeah. Really, really beautiful, beautiful weather. I went, we went to San Diego to visit. My daughter looked at graduate schools there a couple of years ago and we, we went down there. We, and it was just beautiful. It just, it, it just, uh, we just loved, I think we went out to the lighthouse at the point, Point Reyes. We went there. Just beautiful things. So do you, um, is most of your family still out in California? No. No? I have very few relatives out there. A few live up in the um, L.A. area. Um, I have just a few relatives that live in South Carolina. But I don't have a lot of relatives left. I know. That's <laughs> kind of. It's, I'm it's, an only child. And um, I don't, I have just a few cousins here and there. So how did you get to North Carolina? My mom was from South Carolina originally. And she and my dad met in the Air Force, and we kind of went from one coast to the other. 
kind of back and forth. Most of my time was spent in San Diego, but I did a little bit of time in South Carolina, and then we moved to North Carolina. Now, that's a lot. There's a big difference between South Carolina and San Diego. So what part of South Carolina were you in? Um, we lived in Fort Mill. That's where she was from, which is right, right below Charlotte. Okay. So that's more of a metropolitan. It's not like you were in the rural. Like I was thinking about driving no. down to, um, go down to Charleston. Like you're just going through like this vast nothing. <laughs> that's the longest time of going through, going through just nowhere. So at least that's right. not, Fort Mill's a more urban, urban area than, than that. So how, so where did you, um, in high school, Tell me, can you think of a teacher that really inspired you in your schooling? Somebody who really put you on a path to being who you are? Um, gosh, I have a lot. I mean, my ninth grade English teacher left kind of a mark because she would read to us. Even in the ninth grade, she read to us. Uh, my 12th grade chem teacher, Mr. Kingery, oh my gosh, <laughs> he was crazy. And I loved I love the chem class, and I and he also taught bio, and I had him for bio uh, biology class as well. So he kind of left a mark on me as well. Um, yeah, th I think those are the two probably that that inspired me the most to just do what I do. Well, um, where did you go to college? I went to San Diego State University. Okay, okay. Now is that okay? Help me remember. Is that the one where the library is the Dr. Seuss Library? Is that yes? Okay, that's the one we visited. That is a beautiful campus there. Yeah. So what did did you make? Did you know at that point in college that you wanted to be an educator? No, not at all. <laughs> so what did wanted, you major in? I wanted to be a vet. Oh, I was in three vet studies, and I took organic chemistry, and I had to change my major. I, I'm sorry. I just had a conversation about this yesterday with someone who said, yeah. I'm not organic chemistry. There, I, I never figured it out. I mean, it was like kudos to anybody that takes organic chemistry and does well. And so I changed my major and I went to English um, because I love to read. So I got an English major um, and the Spanish kind of came along accidentally. Okay, so tell me about that. Those yeah. are always the best stories. <laughs> the first job I got was teaching English to three classes for three classes, and they needed somebody that could do Spanish. And I had one year of college Spanish. Oh my gosh! And they hired me. So it was kind of learn as you go. And I taught. I did that for two years, and then I found a full time Spanish gig because I really I fell in love with it. Um, I like teaching English. I like the literary part of English. I hated grading composition papers. That's just not it's intense. Thing. It's intense it's, to do that. Yeah, it is. So I decided to go for Spanish, and a full-time Spanish opened up. I was still taking classes and working toward it. And by that time, I was in North Carolina, and I was taking classes through Salem College in Winston. Got it. Got it. So I finished that major through Salem. So where and were you teaching at that point? Where was your high school? Where were you teaching at that point? In Winston-Salem? I was teaching in Alexander County. Okay. And then from Alexander County, I came to Greensboro. Got it. Got it. Now, um, so did you, where was your first school here in Greensboro? Were you, did you come straight to Northwest? Here. Here. Wow. This <laughs> is my 24th year at this school. Well, you are just, you're a legend. You're, everybody knows that. So it's, I mean, that's. I've been here longer than I am, but um, yeah, I've been here a long, long time. Well, that's the thing I know about. Of course, I've only been here a minute. Um, you know, I came in, you know, like February 5th before the end of days to send it upon the land. It's like, you know, it, it, people that come here don't leave. 
You know, it's 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 it's, 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 a, it's a happier version of the Hotel California. You know, you may check in and be like, did you never leave? But it's um, but people people really are. So, what do you think it is about the Northwest community? that makes it a place that people want to stay. Those of you who have been here a long time, you have poured into building a culture. I mean, I think there's a lot of discussions, like you think about in sports, they talk about what's the culture, the locker room culture. What do you mm -hmm. think is the culture here that makes staff stay and students so successful? Well, we have strong departments. We have super smart kids. Um, you know, I love working with the kids here. Um, I love my department. I like, I just like the interaction of the faculty here as well. When I get to see other people, when I get out from up here in the high rise. Um, but it's just that overall blend. You know, I like the kids. Um, if I didn't, I would have gone somewhere else. And, you know, and I, I like the faculty. I, I like my colleagues. We have a really strong department. We work well together. We collaborate well together. And I just couldn't. You know, I, I couldn't think of working in another school in the county. Yeah, I think I mean, you know, I've been a I've been one other a couple of, one other place, two other one other in the public library, and it's I'm just really impressed here, like with the house, the work ethic of the staff, how hard mm -hmm. the staff works here, and how people aspire for excellence. You know, they want the, they're going to give you all give your all, and you expect students to give to give to give yeah, their all. I mean, I, I really care about my kids too, and I look at them as my kids. So a lot of times, you know, and I probably shouldn't, but I te I speak to them like I would my own kids. Well, you I know, think that's what they want. I mean, I think sometimes, like when I first started here, it's like, okay, what's my vibe going to be? And like one time, one of my media specialists said, "Miss Penyon, you're such a mom." I'm like, "Yes, I do have that going for me. I'm not cool, but I can be the mom." You know, and I think that that's me. I'm a mom. Yeah, that's what I can, I can, I can channel that. So, what looking back on your time here at Northwest, 24 years is a long time to have a lot of great memories. Can you tell me maybe a couple of Mount Rushmore moments that you have? from your time here? Um, well, one of them was obviously when my daughter graduated um, year before this past one. So she graduated in 2019. And it was, it's kind of weird, you know, to go through, because I feel like I just, I'm never going to graduate from high school. I just feel like that. So yeah, I'm never going to graduate. You know, my son graduated from here in 2008 and that was monumental. But walking through and watching her go through the high school experience and kind of, oh, going to start all over again as a freshman and walking through with her was just great. Um, she had one of the most awesome experiences ever being a student here. And I got to live that through her. And I, I just, you know, I really appreciated that. I, I, I don't know. And it's, yeah, again, I, I don't think I'll ever graduate. <laughs> hey, that's okay, though. You know what? High school is good for you, right? You know what? Sometimes I'd say, like, I can go back at high school. For me, wasn't always a real positive place to be because I was kind of because I'm nerdy and that isn't always appreciated in you're in high school, um, and so it's nice to be back in school now and have a more positive, have a different a positive mem memories yeah. of high school. So tell me about your family. So you have your son and a daughter. So what, tell me about them. Um, my son was in the Air Force, and he now he's a car mechanic. Um, does he live nearby? Is, does he live close? Yes, he lives close to me. That's so nice. he comes over for Sunday breakfast. Um, my daughter is a sophomore at Carolina and she loves it. Um, and I'm married. We have two cats. Oh, what are your cats names? 
um, we have Oscar, who is a tuxedo cat, and we have Olive, and she's just a great tabby. So Oscar and Olive. Have they, how have they, okay, I'm going to ask you this. How have they been as co-workers during remote learning? Have you ever had a situation where you've had to shut them out of the room or where you're working and then they spring across the desk while you're, while you're talking? Yeah, they don't jump up on anything. They're really good cats. They don't jump up on things. But Oscar is a, he used to be um, a feral cat. Okay. We took him in. So he is the quintessential, he is a, an, like an alley cat almost. And he meows a lot. And it's sometimes I have to say sorry, you know, because you hear him. And I'm up in a loft area in my room, so there's no door to shut. So he'll come around and he'll start meowing and that's the worst part. Olive is very, very quiet. She will stay away. You know, she's very timid. So no problems with her, but yeah, all uh, Oscar lets his voice be heard. So that, yeah. Well, mine, mine, I have two as well. And mine are, they are both, they have no problem getting in my business. I mean, they have no, I was on something, my UNCG <laughs> class. And the next thing I know, there's Wilson, but I, I did I, write up him, but I had a presentation last night and so I couldn't let them in and they were giving me, I kid you not, like darted eyes, like we're coming for you later, lady, in your sleep and, and on the, on the <laughs> dining, I mean, on the sliding glass door, like, oh, don't make eye contact, don't make eye contact with them so that they know they see you. So, so I know that one of your, from our conversations, that probably one of your favorite things to do with your family is go to Disney World. So tell me, how many times have you been to Disney? Um, we have been about, I think, 12 times um, since Emma was six. So 12 times in the last 13 years. Well, actually, I've been a little bit more than that. She didn't go out with me on the last trip that I went in February. Um, in fact, you know, I was there like right before everything shut down. That must have um, been very weird. It has. And it's just weird to think about it. You know, we, we had a trip planned for this Thanksgiving. We were going to go again in Thanksgiving. And because of her school schedule, she's not out until the day before Thanksgiving. Um, so we've had to push it. And as of right now, we're going the first week of September of next year, but that's not going to happen. We're going to push it to the next Thanksgiving, but they're not taking any reservations for that time yet. So they just said, you know, when I call the reschedule, you know, let's push it forward and we'll go. But um, yeah, so we've been, I, I've been 13 or 14 times in the last 12 years. So yeah. what, what park do you like to go to? Where, where's the park? How do you divide okay. up your time? How, that's what I was going to ask you. How do you divide up your time? Are you like um, a Magic Kingdom girl? Are you like the... Yeah, I am such a planner. So I will go and I plan out which days we're going to go where. We plan out our meals and everything. Um, you know, we leave some things to spontaneity, but I like to plan it out because I, you know, want to get my fast passes to my favorite rides. And growing up in Southern California, you know, Disney Disneyland was always my thing because my parents took me when I was three years old. And I met Mickey Mouse when I was three years old. And I have pictures of it. And, you know, Disney World, you know, because I'm old, um, Disneyland was fairly young when I went uh, and there weren't the big crowds that there are now, but I fell in love with Disney world now. I, I love it. I just love it. And I love all four parks. My favorite is always going to be magic kingdom. Um, but I love Epcot and what it offers. I like the rides it offers. I love the villages and all the culture because you meet people from different countries and I could just go right up and talk to them. You know, I want to know what their, what their stories are because I totally love these other cultures. Um, and 
just in the last few years, I've really taken a liking to Hollywood Studios because honestly, we did Rise of the Resistance this last trip. And oh, oh was gosh, it was amazing. So yeah, it was it was great. I love I love going to Animal Kingdom. We went last. We went. I guess it was last spring break, not this spring break, but last spring break. And we spent. We went to. Um, we had the new the Pandora ride, at, and we had it at night. And so walking around the Animal Kingdom at night was just was beautiful. So what are your top three favorite rides? The ones that you have to have a fast pass for. Um. Oh my gosh! I wish I'd been prepped on these questions earlier. Okay, I'm a diehard, like, old school, so Pirates of the Caribbean has to be one. Yeah. Because that, I just love that ride. I've ridden it since I was little. I love Haunted Mansion. But at the same, I love the Pandora, the Avatar ride. I love that ride. But the Rise of the Resistance, again. You know, That's your say, new thing. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Well, you know, I, when my daughter and I went to California a couple of years ago, a few years ago, we went to Disneyland. And, you know, it is the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion are different there than they are than they are here. It's kind of, there's a couple of extra little um, it's like they all go down. It's more going down. And I was also it's that park. We did the California Adventure and then went in and did the other. That park is so much smaller that you feel like, you know, they did. It's it, they were not building as big a scale as Disney. It was it right, felt very right. crowded to me. It was pretty crowded the day we went. But um it was still fun. We got to do lots of fun things that we uh -huh. hadn't, hadn't got to do before. So, so tell me this as we're, we're wrapping up. Like I've, one of the things I think about, cause I really love going out to eat and that's not something I can do right now. in the pandemic, is there a restaurant in Greensboro that you are really looking forward to going to when things open back up, like a place you're looking forward to going? It's like, I cannot wait to sit in this restaurant yeah. and have a meal and take my mask off and not have any worries. Okay, we don't eat in Greensboro because I live in Winston-Salem. Okay, well, we're in Winston-Salem because I, yeah. There's a Winston-Salem restaurant. It's downtown. It's called Finnegan's Wake. Ah. And it's Irish. And we went to Ireland a few years ago and just fell in love with it. And they play the music, you know. They've got the bar set up in there and they've got all the Irish favorites. So I think Finnegan's Wake. It because you kind of think about that. Like I think about a couple things. Like it's like because we've done a lot of take. We do a lot of takeout, and just it's like you mm -hmm. know, it's like oh, it gets old after a while. I will look forward to the to be to being able to go back. Well, what message would you have for students, staff? I mean, the voice, of the, the Viking community, people listen to the podcast. A positive message about you know about sticking with education. Some positive message for the community before we we head out. Um, just stick with stick with what we're doing. You need to be engaged in your classes. Find the best thing that you can about each class and and pinpoint it. Um, get in touch with your teachers if you're having those problems, any kind of problems, and just know that this is not a forever thing. I have to tell myself that every day because this is not what I signed up for. And so I have to tell myself every day, this is not forever. It will not last forever. We're going to get through all this. And, you know, hopefully be better people for it and be kind. I mean, just be kind to everybody. You know, that's, there's not enough of that in the world right now. I, I agree with you 100% about this, just showing some kindness to people, you know. And I think, I think one thing is like, I think it's like you're talking about, we are going to get through this. And it's like one day, like the people are going to be reading about this in history. Like this is a historical moment. I mean, what we're living through is like going to be like the Great Depression. I mean, it's going to be one of those big global moments 
to experience. And it's, it's just, it's, it's just kind of crazy to think that we're living, living through that right now. And right. I, I'm with you. I think it's just being kind to each other. I think that's the biggest thing, especially like right now leading up to November. I think we just need whatever, what I'm not being polite, but just like be kind to expect good from everybody. Yeah. Everybody's doing their best. I think most, like we talked kind about before. And, and have patience. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 so, yes. Patience and kindness can go a long way. So, well, I want to thank you so much for spending time. I know it's a busy Wednesday and you have lots of meetings going on, lots of planning you need to do for your students. Thank you so much for joining us and being such a great guest on The Voice of the Vikings. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So thank you so Bye. much. Good afternoon or morning whenever you're watching this. My name is Paige Moore, and this year I am a senior and a media services student. So I'm making a podcast as my first quarter project and just for funsies because this could be fun. Um, so today I have with me uh, my best friend and an art student. So that's why I brought her on here. Her name is Maddie Boykin, and I love her with all of my heart. So a warm welcome to you, Maddie. Thank you, dear. Um, so today we're going to be talking about a multitude of different topics, some of which include school, um, teachers, more school, and the pandemic that we're living through, you know? Um, so stay tuned, or don't. Um, I'd appreciate it if you did, though. And we're, we're just gonna go over some stuff. So first, um, I just wanna start off with Maddie. So you're, you're an art student. Mm -hmm. um, tell me your background, even though I already know. Tell, tell our listeners your wonderful arts background and why I consider you an artist. Um, I've been taking art pretty much every year of my education. Uh, mm -hmm. The past three years it's been like art classes and this year I'm in photography hmm. and I don't know why you consider me an artist. I think you're a wonderful artist and you should check out her art because honestly it's incredible. Like she drew a picture of me um, for I don't know what was it my birthday? Or uh, just... The one of us? Yeah, yeah it's for your birthday. For my birthday this past July. And it was amazing and incredible. <laughs> and what was it, charcoal? Yes. It was a charcoal drawing. And it was beautiful. It looked exactly like the picture of us. Um, I wish I had a camera so I could show you. But I don't. So you're just going to have to picture it in your head. Um, so it's beautiful. And she's an incredible artist. And that's why I consider her an artist. And... Um, as a fellow art student, God, I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, as somebody who took art and is now taking photography as well, um, we relate with a lot of the same things. So that's why I decided to interview you first. Mm. And because you're the easiest to get in touch with, so. Yeah. Um, so, Maddie, how has this pandemic and... <laughs> I thought you were going to click the... Um, okay. Anyways, how has this pandemic affected your art? I don't really think it's had 
that big of an effect. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily serious about art. Yeah. It's just sort of a thing that I do. And it, it, in all honesty, it's a very easy class. You know, it's nice just, here it is, pass the class kind of thing for me. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't really affected what I do that much. But, I mean, I have had more time to work on, like, more intricate, big pieces, especially for gifts. Like, I give gifts a lot. Mm -hmm. I do art for that, so I've had more time on that. You're just so kind and giving. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we'll we'll get back to art and all that stuff, but for my sociology class, I had to create a survey. Thank you, Mr. Jackson, for this assignment. Um, I loved it. I actually can't say that I did, but it's always nice to lie, (laughs) you know? Um, So, thank you, Mr. Jackson. And I made a survey about school, because what else would I make about? And I don't think you took my survey, Maddie. No, you never sent it to me. I just, I kind of posted it on my Snapchat. I said, take it. And we had a lot of people who decided to put not serious answers. And you know what? That's okay. They did make me laugh, but they were also not school appropriate and not PG. So I'm not going to share those answers, but... We're going to see Maddie's answers to these questions. So from a scale of one to five, one being the least, five being the most, how satisfied are you with the way Northwest has been handling virtual learning? And the sense of the fact that it is, in fact, virtual learning, I think that's great because Verna is a real thing and, you know, going to school right now is not a smart option. Being around that many people, not a smart option. So applause to Guilford County for actually sticking to virtual learning as of right now. But in terms of, like, the experience itself, probably a 2.5. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. I've seen a lot of students, um, I have some coworkers who have actually been going back to school um, a couple days a week. Or one one of my coworkers that I know goes, like, every day, I'm pretty sure. And he just works the weekend, so props to you, dude. But it's, those are obviously private schools. They're a lot smaller. You know, we have what, 2,000 plus students in our school? It's kind of ridiculous, but you know, let's Northwest for you. Very big and crowded. Um, So, sorry, I don't know where I was going with this. Yes, I do. Um, So they are going a couple times a week or all week, and I know that one of my coworkers came in one day and said that they had to, um, they had to cancel school for a couple of weeks because a kid caught COVID and you know, he was around other kids, so it was like a whole thing, um, and yeah, I'm kind of glad that we're not in school right now, but also, I miss school. I never thought I'd say that, (laughs) but I actually do. All right, next question. What do you think Northwest can do to help solve problems that students are having with virtual learning? Um, I think the biggest thing with that is Canvas. Theoretically, it's a good site, but it's kind of annoying and also kind of a lot that For each individual teacher, they decide to put things on different tabs and, you know, some are using meetings for assignments in addition to Canvas. And if everyone could just, like, have a group meeting, maybe, and just put, like, assignments on one page so it's not a scavenger hunt for each individual task that you need to complete, that'd be really nice. Mm -hmm. Because that's the biggest thing, I think. But overall, most teachers have been very understanding and lenient with me personally on a lot of things yeah definitely I agree with you on that I hate having to look for my assignments and I know because some teachers I'm not bashing on the teachers or anything because they're doing the best they can but I know that some teachers have things on their to-do list and then they also have them in like the daily like you Mm -hmm. know 
links and stuff. So I go to my to-do list and I do everything that I see that's due and I'm like, oh cool, I'm done. And then a couple of days later, my teacher will say something like, yeah, you guys haven't turned in this assignment. And I'm like, what? I didn't even know that existed. Mm -hmm. And I end up looking under like the daily thing, which I should every day, but it's really hard to come up with that motivation just to look at a page. Yeah, just to click those extra things. And that sounds so terrible. And any of my teachers are probably like, you are terrible student and I hate you. But it's a lot. And I mean, I'm not saying that we have a ton of work because generally we don't, but I also work a good amount. So it's hard to balance that. Yeah, 100%. All right. Do you think that Canvas is the best approach to virtual learning? I mean, I don't really know how other options would work out. Like I said earlier, it's theoretically a very good device. It's just a matter of getting everybody on board and having the you know the same ideas about it. it it's just going to be group communication with amongst teachers and amongst students that hasn't really happened yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, do you enjoy attending the live teaching sessions? I mean, not really. It depends on the class. Yeah. I like the classes with friends, obviously. Like, I like I enjoy English. It's a fun class, and I enjoy the atmosphere that's made in it. Mm-hmm. But then for other classes, I just don't think it's really worthwhile. Not that, not, not anything against the teachers or anything, but, like, specifically for my science classes here, my teacher does the live instructions, which is great and all, but she also posts YouTube videos te- of teaching for the particular lesson. And for me, like, the live instruction hasn't really done much for me, but being able to, like, watch those YouTube videos, I much prefer learning that way than just trying to sit there and wait in the class. Yeah. I just, I think it depends on the class, and that's pretty much it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that it's, it's a lot easier when you're able to, or even when they post the recordings and you can Mm -hmm. go back and re-look at the lesson instead of just having that one shot to pay attention, because especially in math, I get confused really easily, Um, and even though I'm taking an easy math this year, I'm just plain dumb um so I can't I can't do that real fast Mm -hmm. and I need to like look back and see how she does it and watch the examples and um but thus far I have not found out how to get the uh yeah I don't know how to get to um my math teacher's Microsoft recorded meetings either yeah I don't know how to do that so that's probably something I should take up with her and maybe after this podcast I'll email her and ask her how to do that because I know she records like she says, oh, I'm recording now, and it'll say, but I really just don't know what she does with them, because I didn't turn in my worksheet yesterday, because I didn't know how to do it, because I was absent, but, you know, that's, that's life. Uh, so next is, do you prefer virtual learning or on-campus learning? Definitely on-campus. I mean, I don't care for either of them, but with campus learning, like, specifically, last year in particular, you and I sat at the same lunch table in the mornings, and we had this whole group. And every day, that was the highlight of my day, just having mm-hmm. that 30 minutes to even an hour, depending on when I got there, of just in the morning, conver- like, time with friends to just relax and breathe. Yeah. I just, the socialization of it all, I much prefer and on-campus learning, and also there's a lot more accountability with on-campus. Like, mm-hmm. with virtual learning, you can just throw stuff aside, and it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it is, but it's, it's a lot easier to just ignore work and not pay attention to it than it is in school. So I think the accountability of on-campus is a lot better too. But at the same time, you know, virtual's been good because 
you know, we can go to work and we Mm -hmm. can get more hours that way. Plus, it is more lenient in the sense that people understand that things are hard right now. So it really just depends, but... Yeah, yeah. something I also really enjoy in the morning. If I didn't understand something in one of my classes, um, you know, I was surrounded by people who could help me. And, like, some of my friends were ahead of me in math or... Um, you know, were taking higher classes or already took that course or, and they, they knew how to help me and they remembered from their past classes, you know, oh, I know how to do this. And, um, yeah, it was just like peer tutoring in the mm-hmm. morning. It was, it was a good time. And I definitely do miss that as well. Um, and who knows if we'll ever go back to that. Probably not. Not because no. we're seniors. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's all for my survey. Um, I doubt anybody who took it is going to listen to this, but if you do, thank you for taking it. Unless you put something stupid, then I'm kind of mad at you, but it's fine. So, our next topic, what things have you been doing over quarantine to kind of fill up that extra time that you've had over the summer and during the school year? Um, honestly, I don't really remember what I did over the summer before my work opened back up because they were closed until mid-May. Mm-hmm. But uh, during the summer, I was working a lot, and you know that was fine and dandy, I guess. But really, just a lot of work. Other than that, more re- not more recently, but I took up writing a little bit, which has been interesting. Ooh. And then uh, I also started a little clothing upcycling business with Love or mutual friend love brown yeah everybody knows love brown she's <laughs> awesome i love her i love love that's terrible she probably hears that so much i'm so sorry love um what what is your upcycling business called uh m upcycling so check it out m upcyclings uh i've looked at their stuff and it's really cute and you know if i had extra money and i didn't want to go to college i could probably buy it definitely go check that out because they have they actually have really cute stuff um, so about your writing, you said that you started writing. Did you start writing or continue writing? Started. You started. Okay. And what kind of writing do you do? Like poetry, short stories, or long stories, or uh, short stories mostly. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the gist. What kind of stuff have you been writing about? Um, I I mostly do prompts because I'm not creative in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have the friend who got me into it. Um, she posts like monthly prompts, and I'll look at those occasionally or. Just I look at a lot of prompts, or if there's something in particular, like I'll get an idea or something. Yeah. When I'm thinking, and I'll go off of that somehow, some way. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I actually, well, you know that I read your most recent one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell talk a little bit about that one, your most recent piece. Uh, so I was on Instagram, I think, and I saw this post that someone made of Inktober prompts, which is like um a hal not a Halloween, an October prompt thing that artists do, where you like get a prompt day for the whole month and then you draw something for it but the post that I saw was a list of fears and I thought that was really interesting so I, I sent it to my other friend but on day 12 which is the one that I wrote about there was I think it's leukophobia is how you say it mm-hmm. it's fear of the color white but I went off of that one and I don't really know how I started with it but for whatever reason I got the image of like a white shirt but stained in blood and then just a little bit of white creeping out and I kind of went with that and that's how I made what I wrote yeah um I actually want to see how you pronounce that I think it's leukophobia um so we're gonna we're gonna look it up let's listen okay leukophobia 
Leukophobia. Hold up. Louder. Leukophobia. 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 Alright. So you're right. I didn't doubt you, but <laughs> I just want to check because that's a funny word. Um so yeah. So you you wrote about the uh I'm so sorry. I was listening. I promise. <laughs> you read it. I know I read it. The white <laughs> and the blood. Yeah. I read it. Yeah. <laughs> I was so busy typing how to pronounce leukophobia <laughs> on my computer. I'll just re-listen to the podcast and then I'll know what you said. Okay. <laughs> the answer to that question. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Bring uh, front page. You know I love you. You know I love yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so that, that's really interesting. And I used to do a lot of, uh, Inktober prompts back in middle school, back in my, my cringy art days, you know how it is. Um, and that, that was actually really fun. And I really highly suggest any artists out there that might be listening, um, do Inktober because it's really neat and it actually really expands your horizons for like what you draw, you know, some creepy stuff out there. That's really cool. Or write, you know, writers too. You guys are cool. You're cool, Manny. Thank you. You do both. (laughs) Um... So you said that you took art four last year at the end of, well, the whole, your whole... I don't know if I said that, but yeah, I did. Well, I have this past knowledge that you took art four last year. Yeah. Um, so with that end bit, you know, that last little stretch of online school um, before the summer, did you turn in assignments? I turned in some assignments. <laughs> How, would you just take a picture and then send it in? Was that it for... Yeah, you, you draw or whatever it is that you're submitting and then you just take a picture, try and make it even and put it in that way. Yeah, okay. Well, do you think it was easier to do it mostly at home or was it easier to do it in the classroom? I mean, it was... It's it's always easier to do work at home in, t- in terms of art because you can just sit there for hours yeah. and keep going if you need that long, whereas art was more of a social place for me. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, you only have that one hour, plus you got to think about cleanup time and, you know, getting in and getting out. Yeah, definitely. So it was easier in the sense of if I had the motivation to stick to it, I could finish my work really easily. It was just a matter of getting yeah. that motivation for some of the stuff. Are you painting a parking space this year? I don't know. I have to. Th- I have to look. At- I- isn't that only going to be starting once we go back to school? No. You. I went. Oh, sorry. I. I gave him my twenty bucks. I just need to submit a. Uh, thing, the, parking space, sketch. We should get a parking spot next to each other. We should. I haven't picked my spot yet. I just. I went to the front office and I gave, the lady at the front office my twenty bucks and she was like, "Do you have a sketch?" And I said, "No." Oh, you have to do that. Uh, well, I didn't, and she was like, okay, well, just write your name and say sketch not ready yet. I said, okay. All right. So I just, I gave it to her. She stapled my $20 to the paper and put it in a folder. So I I should probably actually do that soon. Because I think people have already started painting. Let, let me know when you do that, and I'll go buy mine, and we'll paint together. Yeah, that sounds like a fun time. I just don't, I don't know what to paint on mine. Um, like a Viking? <laughs> I don't know. That feels kind of basic, though. I mean, it doesn't have to be Northwest related. It could just be something fun. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I don't know though. And apparently, when I went to the office to buy it, I, I confused. Oh, oh my God, I can't talk. I confused painting a parking spot with a parking pass. So when I went in there, I asked, I said, you know, do you have a parking pass like form to fill out? And she was like, we're not doing parking passes. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, it's all over the PTSO thing. And like, everybody knows. She was like, oh, are you talking about a painting? Like, painting a space? I was like, yeah. 
isn't that the same thing? She's like, no. So I guess you paint a spot, but that's not your spot. I mean, I think it is your spot. You're paying to paint it, but then the parking pass is you paying to park in the painted spot. That's so weird. Why not just have them in both? I mean, there would be more if you were doing it in both, because you have to buy the spot, and then you're paying for the rights to painting the asphalt. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. I was just, that was kind of weird to me, because, you know, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, you know, because they don't really... When you get a parking space, well, I didn't have one last year, so I wouldn't know. They don't, do they give you a number? They don't give you a number, do I'm they? I'm not sure. I, I, I because, I mean, if they did, then nobody followed it, because I know that people were parked <laughs> in different spots every day for the most part. Um, but, I don't know, that'll be interesting to see how that'll work. And even if we, you know, if or when we do go back, they said we're going back in January, right? I think so, yeah. Two that's, days a That's week. the plan right now. Yeah. Uh, how do you think that's going to go? It really depends on how Rona continues. I don't think it's going to go well as of right now because, you know, there haven't really been any positive changes, Mm -hmm. at least here. Yeah. It's still not good here. Mm -hmm. So if if we can get Rona under control and actually deal with that correctly, I guess, then maybe. But I don't, as of right now, I don't think it's looking too positive because I know... Mm -hmm. Like, I have, a, I have friends in Myrtle, and a lot of the schools have opened back up, and already, like, just the high schools, some of them have had to close because people have gotten sick already. Yeah. And they've been open for, what, like, three weeks, four weeks, at most. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. And, I mean, I, obviously, I do hope we go back just for that social part, but mm-hmm. also, things are going to be so different, and, and it's going to be so weird to, you know show up and you know for three years coming to the same place and having that same routine and then coming in my senior year the year I'm supposed to be the happiest and like ready to get out of here and I'm just I don't know I feel kind of miserable right now being on online school Mm -hmm. just because it doesn't feel like my senior year it doesn't feel like school's real yeah 100% I agree with that I just kind of feel like I'm doing assignments getting stuff done but I'm not maintaining I guess. I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like a high school student. Yeah. Um, you know, because everybody talks about, oh, you know, my, my senior year of high school, we had this, you know, homecoming, and there's, like, homecoming king and queen and all that stuff, and then prom, which we're probably not going to have. Um, I feel really bad for 2021, the class of 2021, because a lot of people didn't get to go to prom last year. Well, nobody got to go to prom last year. <laughs> they didn't have a prom last year, idiot. Um yeah, we didn't have a prom last year for junior, and there almost nobody as a sophomore goes to prom. Yeah. So uh, I got lucky. I got to go as a sophomore, but I know there are a lot of people who will never have a prom experience. Yeah. And that, that really makes me upset because I don't know about you, but I, I love dances. I love dancing. I love uh, homecoming, prom, what twerp, everything. I thought it was so much fun dressing up, going with my friends, just having a good time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know, it's just really upsetting to think that. And, you know, class of 2020, they had homecoming and they had... We are 2020. No, we're not. Don't we're 2021. Me. Where have you been? You said you mixed up the numbers earlier. You said 2021 <laughs> earlier, didn't you? Yeah, because I was talking about our class. I thought you were talking about last year. Don't listen. Um, <laughs> class of 2020, this last year they you know they at least they got the first half of the year and 
Yeah. I really don't have a lot of faith that we'll have a, a senior year at all. No. Um, which is quite unfortunate. And I don't really know if... Because I know that administration or somebody was saying, you know, oh, well, seniors, we're going to try and get something over the summer maybe for a prom or something. We're going to figure something out. But who's to say anything's fixed by then even? Yeah. So I really don't know. I'm just, you know, I... I hmm. It's weird because, you know, I hate the thing, the way that everything has played out and how it's gone and, you know, I kind of feel miserable school-wise. But the silver lining, you know, a lot of people have realized their self-worth through this and have realized, you know, school isn't all that important. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not to bash on anyone who wants to go to college and wants to, you know, do all that stuff, but I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I just don't think that it's, it's everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a lot more focused right now on working and, uh, getting money for my job than I am school, which might be a bad thing, but maybe that's just my senioritis kicking mm-hmm. in. I think just through it all, it was pushed grades, 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 this is all that matters, and it just built up so much anxiety and stress for so many people to focus on school. Yeah. And it kind of just let everyone forget about having, you know, a life. Mm-hmm. It just became everyone, a lot of people's focuses. And there was just so much negativity mm-hmm. placed on the ideal of school because we weren't told, oh, yeah, school's important, but yeah. you can also have fun and be a person, this, that, and the other. It was all just like... Yeah. This is the only thing yeah. that matters. Because I know of so many people who, you know, more more than one, who have been so overwhelmed by school and how much pressure it was mm-hmm. that they genuinely had to drop out and get their GED or um, get their diploma some other way because it's just too much. And I, I honestly, I don't blame them. I don't know how I've made it this far. Same. And for everyone who has or even hasn't made it this far, good job. Because, like, this is terrible. I mean, it's not <laughs> It's not terrible. I, I didn't mean for that to come out like that. School, school is great. It's, it's a great opportunity that we have, but... It is a building block, but it's a very difficult building block. Yeah, it's like everything's on fire. Especially for, like, gifted kid burnout, which is definitely a real thing. Oh. It's just... Can I explain that for... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of my friends and myself, just, like, gifted kid burnout like if you were one of those kids who was like in Ames and stuff in elementary school and always like top classes and for me personally there's always just like this not even there wasn't even like this said pressure but there's this like undertone pressure of oh you're in these high classes you need to do better you you are you're supposed to be better you should be working harder this and the other you have to do this you have to do that just a lot of yeah unsaid pressure of you're better, you need to be better, why are they doing better than you, they're in a lower class, is that, just stuff like that, and then that leads to high-key burnout of, you know, just a lack of potential, just this whole idea of potential is so heavily stressed of, oh, you're not reaching it, oh, you could do so much better, mm-hmm. um, I'm lucky in the sense that my parents aren't that hard on grades, I just, as long as I'm doing my stuff and I'm not failing, they don't really care, which yeah. I'm, I'm very lucky for that, I know. But I know for a lot of people, it's just like, oh, you, you got to be? No, you're better than that. You should do better. Just this whole idea yeah. of 
you are supposed to be more than everyone else just because mm-hmm. when you were younger you understood concepts faster than other people yeah and, and yes there are gifted classes but also that means nothing on a person's intelligence it's just as a young child they were more prone to adaptation but once you grow up people learn faster like a, a lot of times i know a lot of people i had a friend who who graduated the past year and she was in like all your base level math classes and she was like not math classes but she was in your base level classes all of them and she was so much more intelligent than me because she didn't have that burnout she yeah kept going through it all and she understood like she was she was living her best life she didn't have to face that oh you're you're not good enough anymore because you're mm-hmm. not doing as well as you used to kind of thing yeah there, there's so much pressure on so many students and you know people saying you need to go to college and you need to do this and that and you, you know um my own family has told me if if college isn't your thing then it's not your thing yeah um and not everybody not everybody has that in their future and that's okay because as long as you're making a living and you you're, you're happy, happy with yeah. yeah as long as you're happy that's really all that matters you know it's like and that's life you know mm-hmm. is it I think so. I mean, what would I know? I'm like 10. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what life is. Fair enough. But that's life. <laughs> that, not knowing, that's life. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that to be better. I'll, yeah. Um, I'm so sorry for that. I have a soundboard on my computer. And... You know, I have a lot of sounds on here, but I'm not going to play them all right now at least. I got to I got to find a good time. Um so that's what that is if you are wondering. And I'm really sorry if you don't think that's funny. Uh neither do I. But I did it anyways because I can. So what what should we talk about next? What what's on your mind? What's going on? No, all we're thinking. So now that I've had that time to think, um, I wanted to know, how are you doing? Like, in the grand scheme of it all, uh, what what is your mental health as a student looking like? You know, it's a real roller coaster ride, <laughs> to to put it simply. Yeah. Right now, I'm kind of just vibing. I guess um, we're in that lovely state of so stressed that you aren't even stressed anymore kind oh of thing God. it's really great love that it. sounds terrible it's my constant state of living <laughs> why why is it your constant state of living well you see i'm a very easily stressed person as you know yeah um i've had a lot of a lot of stress with work especially mm-hmm. that was the biggest start of it all we're trying to do school and work now that i am doing so many more hours and i'm i'm a trainer now but um like trying to carry all this responsibility from work because they put a lot on me which I understand why like I 
I'm, I've been there for a year now and I'm a good worker and they appreciate my help, but yeah, there's a lot of stress in my job sometimes. So, you know, trying to balance that with also being in school has been a really fun time. Yeah. Because with school, you know, there's senioritis, which is 100% real, but then coming home from a long day, a long shift, I don't want to do anything but just lay in bed and breathe and some yeah. days even going to work is a hassle. Mm-hmm. So then on top of that, just trying to keep up with schoolwork, especially because right now I'm behind. I'm, I'm catching up on most of my classes. I've just got one class left to get caught up on, Yeah, which I'm happy about. But like, there's like this two week period, which I just got out of where I was so behind on everything. And I just, I couldn't even start to work on it because I didn't have the energy. I would just like yeah. lay down because that's all I could manage to do. And, like, I didn't even, like, we usually see each other, like, once a week. Yeah. I didn't see anybody for, like, two weeks because all I could do was just work and try and wrap my head around the amount of work I had. And it was so much. Yeah. And especially the other day I was uh, starting to look at college stuff. And I had, like, three mental breakdowns in a row over two days. And I had to call out of work because I was, like, having a full-blown anxiety attack on my bed, like, two, three hours before my shift. And I was like, hey, Christine, I... This is not happening today. I can't. Yeah. George, you got it. I. It's not. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to. I had to call out because I was just so overwhelmed by everything. Mm-hmm. So I just got through with that, and now we're in that nice little middle zone of so stressed. I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I 100% feel that, and I totally agree with you know coming home from a long day of work and just wanting to lay down. And like not wanting to do anything because I usually work one to seven shifts at my job and you know seven o'clock isn't that late I'm I'm very lucky that you know my job doesn't close at like 10 o'clock at night um but you know I get off of work and it's seven o'clock and I gotta get home and I walk my dog you know I, I do what I have to do at home I eat I eat food because I usually don't eat I eat like once before then um I don't know it's just it's it's a lot, mm-hmm. and I totally agree with you. And what what do you think is more stressful, school or work? Um, right now, probably school, just trying to get caught up, mm-hmm. and especially with the, you know, including college into high school, trying to get ready for that, because I don't understand how the applications, that's a whole other thing, but yeah, um, probably school right now, because it's after, like, I had to call out the other day, my boss has been a lot more like, oh yeah, no, this is a lot. We should probably calm down. So they, they've, they, thankfully, they've, you know, been understanding with me about that now that I had to call out and stuff. So that's yeah. not my top stressor anymore. Yeah, that's good. Especially since I also cut my hours down for school. Yeah, yeah, that's really good too. And I've had a lot of trouble trying to balance, you know, when what hours I work with school mm-hmm. going on. And especially now that we just got news today, um, we're recording this on... October 9th it's probably gonna go out later but um we just found out today that they're gonna have a new schedule starting October 20th and because of the lack of student involvement in live teaching they're gonna be doing afternoon courses on Mondays and Thursdays Tuesdays and Fridays they're gonna have the morning courses so just about the same kind of time frame you know maybe a little bit off I think a little bit later on the morning ones um but I just had to message my manager today and let her know be like hey you know starting the 20th you're gonna have to switch around my hours which I I hate doing so much I hate like 
bothering people with that kind of stuff because I wish I could just work the same, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, sometimes Fridays, some most of the time weekends, um, you know, one to seven, one, you know, just the standard stuff. But I keep having to switch around because of school. And then, you know, I've, I've missed classes before having to uh, go to work because I was scheduled for an eight to two. So I had to miss my fourth period. But, you know, that's just, that's how it is right now. Yeah. Bruh. So it seems like we're about at the end of the podcast. Um, so I think, I think we're just going to, you know, wrap it up with a couple of closing statements. And <laughs> Maddie, do you have anything to say? I mean, not that anything that I can think of right offhand. Yeah. Um, if you made it this far, which I doubt a lot of people did, <laughs> um... I probably wouldn't have made it this far if I were listening. Um, but thank you so much for giving this a listen. And who knows? Maybe, maybe there will be more of these. Maybe I'll interview some other students. Um, if you're a student and you want to be interviewed or you want to talk about some stuff, let me know. Um, my name is Paige Moore. You can probably find me anywhere. I don't know. Um, I'm... I don't know. You'll you'll find me. Um, so just let me know, and we can figure out something. Because I'd love to interview a bunch of different people. Uh, you know, if you if you did sports, we can talk about how have you been affected by sports, or I mean, how God, I'm an idiot. How sports have been affected by you know online learning and stuff like that, and like how you feel about different stuff, and uh, or just to talk. Because you know that's what podcasts are all about. You're just talking getting to know each other make it maybe I can make some new friends um so with that I think I'm gonna wrap things up and I'll, I'll send you off with with some nice uh some nice music so here we go